to episode two of Not Marriage Advice. Today we're talking about triggers, um, what triggers us, how we deal with it, and how we move past it and move forward. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes the things you do, I'm like, sometimes you're so funny, and then other times I'm like, you. And then, this, wait, no. You're such a there's dad. You're where, not funny. There's times where you think I'm hilarious. There's times where I think I'm hilarious, and those are very different times. <laughs> and then there's the times where we both think I'm always hilarious. Yeah. Oh, uh, anyways. <sighs> All right, so let's, let's talk about triggers. Yeah. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. What triggers you, guys? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> We could talk about you just being totally out of body all day today. Remember yeah, so? that was, I don't know, even know what happened. It wasn't even all day. Yeah. I uh, had a fairly solid morning. No, that's not true. Uh, we went on true. a walk at like 11 for like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You had a struggle time. Yeah. All day. Mm-hmm. But you're back now. Yeah, sometimes there's just so much going on in my brain. And yeah. then you add one more thing, and it just and like it, it, tips it shuts scales. down. Yeah, like I, I just get overwhelmed, stressed out, mm. and um, I th- it, it's more than just like there's just stuff going on. I think it's when when I'm dealing with a lot of things that are triggering me mm. all at the same time, like our kids physically, like punching you or just tapping you or yes all repeatedly yes all well, whining yeah. like that just the normal voice is a whine yeah that's a hard one for sure i mean those those are little things that it's like it's almost like it's a straw that breaks the camel's back i mean right now things are pretty like stressful um more stressful than they typically are yeah, I think we've been transitioning a lot in life. Yeah, a lot of transitions, a lot of like s- things that have just required a lot of trust. Yeah, and a lot of faith from us for sure. Um, and I feel like we starting both, this podcast is like yeah. one of them. We both are when we have big transis- trans <laughs> trans transitions. I can't get it out. Transitions. Then there's a lot of stretching with that. Mm-hmm. A lot of growth, for sure, on the other side of that, but it challenges a lot of, like, my beliefs. Like, for example, this podcast challenges my beliefs about myself. Oh, yeah. Like, I just did my first big group, like, breathwork session the other night. It went really well. It was actually fine. Yeah. But I was so triggered. And I was, like, warned beforehand in my class, like, the night before, like, you will be triggered at some point in one of your sessions that you are facilitating. You want to kill someone. <laughs> and, you know, like our, the CEO was like sharing like her experience of just facilitating the night before and how she was or sometime recently. And she was so angry. Like she was so triggered. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I had that same experience the next night with my breathwork session. I was so angry after and I don't want to like get into the details of it because I still have so much to process around <laughs> it that I'm like, I can't get into that right now. I'm going to be a mess on this couch. <laughs> I can't do that. Why not? Uh, I'm just not feeling uh, 
resourced enough for that. Resourced, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I need a little, maybe a little more grounding, maybe a little more sleep. Sleep, some, maybe some talk around it. and Which I, I think brings us to our first point there is triggers it for one for one it's it's not necessarily about what's happening right then um that like what you're experiencing right then it's it's about the past really and something that's happened in the past and uh like when i get triggered my like it's like i'm reliving it but yeah. not really if i'm not aware no, if I'm not yeah. self-aware in that moment, which I rarely am when I'm triggered, yeah, um, I I need something I probably should work on is kind of stepping out of like out of that moment and realizing like, oh, I'm really triggered right now. Yeah, whereas bringing in the little awareness. Well, okay, so I will speak to it a little bit. I guess I'm feeling like I could, I could, I could go into this. Okay. Um. Yeah, because when you talked about, like, it wasn't necessarily just about that moment. Um, there was definitely a level of, like, disrespect that I felt mm-hmm. because there was a couple people that were checking their phones or just on their phone during the session, which for me, I was just kind of, like, not anticipating at all. Yeah. So it just, and it kind of felt like an, like I didn't need to, like, name that. Before the session started, like I didn't need to name. You didn't need to set that boundary. Like, hey, don't have your phone yeah. out. I just kind of thought like we're a group of women that know this is like a sacred space. Like this is what's happening. Lights are off. Yeah. We've got candles. Like we're not going to have our phone. But, you know, it happened. And in that moment, I'm really proud of myself because I was very like aware of it. I was mm-hmm. very aware of what was happening. I was very aware that what was happening was Triggering you. Triggering me. And I was able to be like putting up an energetic boundary and just being like, okay, they're having their experience. It's not about me. And I can deal with this later. And I can keep facilitating my breath work at this point. And I didn't have like a second thought about it. Thankfully, I was able to like finish up my, my breath work and, you know, connect and chat with ladies after and not be worried about it. But the minute I came home yeah. and like let that boundary and that energetic wall down, I was like just in shock and of it, what just happened. It was crazy seeing that. Like, cause you walked through the door and I was like, Oh, how did it go? Like all excited to hear about it. And you're like, eh, not great. And I was like, Oh, why not? Yeah. It took me a minute and then to like really get back into as you that like feeling. Let that wall down a little bit and mm-hmm. like, when you were in the session, you took your trigger, the stuff that was coming up, you put it on a shelf. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw the process of you picking it back up off the shelf and doing something with it. Yeah. Which is important. I think a lot of people, eh, maybe I won't say that because I don't know that. Something I used to do a lot was put my stuff on a shelf and then just leave it there and be like, yeah, that's gone. See ya. Never touching that again. Totally. So it's important. Like it's a, it's awesome that you were able to, when you came home, recognize I'm in a safe place now that I can do this. Yeah. Um, which 
is huge. It's ne- necessary to process triggers, to process like the stuff that comes up with that is is a safe place. Yeah, absolutely. Because it brought the awareness to me that, you know, of some gaps in how I might handle facilitating moving forward. Um, you know, my accountability in, in a lot of different things. Um, my accountability in being like, if it bothered me so much, I had a choice. I could have asked these ladies to leave. Like, this was my group to facilitate and I had every right to ask that. And they, I mean, they can do what they want with it. They can stay, they can leave, they can put their phone away or they could stay on their phone. You know, they can, they have their choice as well, but recognizing I wasn't at fault to these ladies. Like I could have said something if I felt like I needed to. Um, and, and also recognizing like, okay, so it made me, angry to a level above a three for sure. So it was like, there's something deeper there. Yeah, That's always just an indication for me that I know, like if I am yelling and maybe cussing, then <laughs> I'm triggered, maybe. you know, I'm yelling about it and I'm like, can't believe this freaking happened. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, then yeah, I probably have something to look at there. And really brought me to the realization that it, I felt invisible. Yeah. That I had had that story come up for me very recently over the weekend of feeling unimportant, feeling invisible, something that came up between you and I. Yeah. Um, and to have that come up again during breath work, it was almost like too much for me to like handle after. Like I was, it was, it brought up like, childhood beliefs of feeling invisible and then also like something that was just reinforced this weekend and to have it feel like it was reinforced again during breath work it was just like oh my gosh Which, okay I know there's work here for me to do but yeah that's we, what I was gonna can say we not come into my breath work and do this like don't show me my work here <laughs> show me that when I'm doing my own breath work not facilitating that that's one thing that I think it's only been pretty recently that we've gotten back into feeling this way about triggers. I think for a certain amount of time. Oh, like the last two years I've been like, do not send me any more trials. I can't handle anymore. No triggers. Give me something easy. But you said something recently, like within the last few weeks, where I think you said like, I feel like I'm getting back to a place where I'm looking at my triggers as... I'm, I'm becoming grateful for my triggers. No, I didn't say that didn't for say a fact. Because I, I am not there yet. <laughs> I'm close. Okay, maybe I rewrote that in my head. No, that's not what I said. What I said was, I am getting to a place where I am looking at them as there's something here for me to learn. That's it. There's something here that I need to work on. To look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, not grateful yet. Maybe, maybe next time. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, no. you, you've, you've noticed lately that that has been coming up, been triggered um, a lot lately. So maybe there's some work there for you to do. Right. When, when you're ready for it, in a, when you're in a safe place, when, you know, not necessarily when the stars are like, it's going to be mm-hmm. hard. It's not, 
it's not going to be easy to do it. It take it's work. Yeah, and I think you know, there's almost like this distinction that I'm I'm recognizing in my triggers because um, I think I'm thinking about like the different things that I've noticed lately that come up and like a trigger for me is not always like it brings about anger <clears throat> sometimes it's sadness and and sometimes when the sadness you know there's something to look at there too there's something you know because once I got through the anger of the breathwork session like there's some sadness and I still haven't like fully let myself go there because I already struggled to go to sad- sadness it's just Something that's harder for me. Yeah. I can go to anger like this. Like, uh, it's no problem. It's Whereas nev- I'm the opposite. never been an issue for me. Yeah. And I've gotten so much better. I can, like, oh, yeah. cry in front of you now. And it's not, like, totally, like, scary for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, I'm, I'm noticing with my triggers, there are ones that are there to teach me. And there are ones that it's, like, it's just a notice. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to do with it. It, it might be something like, like there's there's some emotion here for me so say more about yeah. like it's just a notice what do you mean so by that? so i can get into it specifically like a specific trigger to kind of help you understand okay what i mean like um gosh i don't want to cry about it but it's uh, i hate to break <laughs> you're gonna cry on, no. these, on these uh podcasts like you just gonna It's hard to talk about this sometimes because it still felt so fresh since my mom died. Yeah. Um, and I hate the whole, like, political stuff that comes with her death because she did die from COVID. Or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I even still, like, feel weird about about even, like, naming that. Mm-hmm. Like, saying that's how she died. Because for me, I don't feel like it was necessarily that but that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing to get into another time but um it's a trigger for me in like reading things about like COVID or dying from COVID or um just like any mention of like ventilators Mm -hmm. you know um like reading about um just like reading about anyone's experience with that or I don't know sometimes when I just even like see the word COVID it's just like triggering for me because mm-hmm. it just brings me to like that space of my mom dying mm-hmm. and there's not really anything to do about that like it's gonna come up there's nothing I can do mm. about it. It's just a notice. It's a notice that yeah. it's like, it's a pain point for me. Yeah. That like, there's no work around reading the word COVID and like doing anything about it. It's yeah. just a fact of like feeling through it. Yeah. Allowing myself to like, when it does bother me, to let it bother me. Mm-hmm. When I do like want to cry reading about it, like cry. It's just noticing, noticing the feeling it brings up in me. I, th- I think there's a, a difference between triggers where it's it's just emotion that's ready to be released. Exactly. That's been stuck. 
Right. And that's what I mean by, by a notice for yeah. me. Instead and of a, like, there's work to do. Yeah. It's just a notice. Like, this is because of an experience I had when I was a kid. And it's formulated all of these beliefs. I formulated all these beliefs from it and put all this meaning on it. Like, that's not the same as, as that kind of trigger. Where I, it's like, oh, that's coming up again. Okay. I've got to feel through it. I've got to just let it be there right. for as long as it needs to be there. And then it's gone. And I'm also like, it's not all the time either. Right. I mean, I have conversations, you know, about, I feel like everybody, you know, still talks about it every now and then. And it's, it is what it is. And so it doesn't hit me all the time. So that's where I'm like, okay, it's definitely like triggering sometimes and mm-hmm. brings about like feelings sometimes, but I'm also not like trying to avoid it. Right. You know? I don't think that is healthy. I don't think that works for me Mm-mm. to like, like, oh, can we not talk about this? Can we not talk about COVID? Mm-hmm. Could, what, could everybody just like stop talking about it? As much as like I would love people to not talk about it anymore because like let's move on. Yeah. But it's like I don't get to control the world around me. Well, no one else is responsible for your triggers. No, they're they're absolutely not. Like you are the only one that's responsible for them. Right. And it, it, I think with different relationships, you you can, like with our relationship, for example, yes, I'm not responsible for your triggers, but like we're married. We hit each other's triggers all the time. So Except yeah, I I'm thought not, you were saying we hit each other all the time. We hit each other all the time. <laughs> I don't know why it totally sounded like that. That was really good. I've never hit you. No, never. We we hit each other's <laughs> triggers all the time. Um, and so we're going to have a different relationship with each other's triggers than, than the random person on the street that mentions COVID right. to you. Like, you're not going to like, hey, can we like, I don't know. This is a trigger for me. So in the future, just be aware of that. Yeah. Like I, I get to be a lot more aware of your triggers than other relationships that I have because we just have a different kind of relationship. Yeah. And we have a care for each other that we don't have for other people. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. But I think it can also, so going back to your example about your breathwork session and you being triggered and coming home. Um, your triggers can often like trigger me, mm. <laughs> because for different reasons. Um, when we when we fight, our triggers trigger each other, and we just can sometimes trigger each other back and forth. Well, I think because you're just so sweet, and you take a lot of my stuff on. Yeah, but at the same time, I like I wanted to yell at some <laughs> ladies who were on the phone. I, it's fine, but when she's processing that. And sharing, like, being vulnerable enough to share with me, this is what, like, I was feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. This, um, and, like, it's not about me in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I could feel myself going down that path and getting annoyed, getting frustrated at, the, at these ladies and wanting to, mm-hmm. like, I could feel say something. A bit. Mm. But I caught it. I was aware of it and pulled it back and was like, nope, this is not about me. Let's stop, like, maybe I stop judging these ladies and start like, being here for less. Yeah, 
I felt that shift in you where you like went from like, like I could almost see like your fist like clenching to like getting present with yeah. me. And How dare anyone cause this pain in my wife? Yeah. Kind of feeling. Yeah. Right. But I mean, it's just natural protection. I yeah. feel like as a husband, but I felt that shift in you when you chose to like get present and be like just there yeah. and just hear me. Mm-hmm. And like, that's all I needed. Yeah. And I still have so much I I need to like work through around it. But just that initial like being able to come home and like get out of the shock of it a little bit. Like because it did feel like shocking <laughs> to me. Like it was like a shock to my my system a little yeah. bit. Like I put a lot of like time and care into creating this session mm-hmm. that it just was like. That is not how I even ever anticipated it going. That I was just like, what happened? Like, like never expected someone would be on their phone through it. Right. And honestly, for them, like, if I really step out of it, bring myself out of it and look at them and like, them being on their phone had absolutely nothing to do with me. Like, I know one of these ladies recently got divorced. Maybe she had stuff going on. Maybe she had kids she had to check in on, but she didn't want to miss this. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm just like, I could go into so many stories that don't work for me and be like, wow, what a freaking B-I-T-C-H. I cannot believe she was that disrespectful and just go on and on. And you know what? Sometimes like having those initial thoughts and getting that out is helpful. But like ending on a story that worked for me is like, you know what? She's a single mom, newly divorced probably has kids that have needs, you know, maybe she went as far as she could with mm-hmm. the breath work. Maybe it got uncomfortable. I don't know. I, I don't even need to go there, but like she was needed for some reason on her phone. And that story works for me. Yeah. I like that. Tell a story that works for you. Yeah. Like if you're going to tell stories about it, I may like as well at least make one up. That I may as well give her some grace. <laughs> if I want some freaking grace, then I better be willing to give it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could look at it and be like, this person is the most disrespectful person. Right. But I don't imagine. know. But I don't know either, like any of these women to be blatantly disrespectful. Right. I don't know any of these women to to be these awful things that like my stories might want me to believe. I don't know them to be that way with my own like interactions with them. So why not like give them a chance to be like, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it still triggered me. Yeah, it still bothered me. Yeah, I'll learn next time to make that like that, a that clear. A, a statement in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's something I get to I get to do different next time. Yeah. Instead of putting my trigger on them. Mm-hmm. Because my trigger is not anybody else's. It's not anyone else's responsibility, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like I've gotten pretty good at holding space for those triggers and um, and not going to fix it mode, yeah. which I think is a very common thing for men. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I, I mean, that's what my initial kind of response was that I'm going to fix this by going and talking to these ladies or whatever. Like I was never going to go talk to them. That's a ridiculous thought, but like that's fix it mode doesn't work. You want, you just needed me to hear you and like, yeah, that sucks. 
Totally. That really sucks. Like you put a lot of effort into that. I, I saw how much energy and time that you put into it. And that would suck to it feel like it wasn't valued by the other person. Yeah. Um, it did suck. I'm not as good at holding space for your triggers when they're about me. Yeah. I, I, I struggle with that. And I think we all kind of do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think when you come to me in like, when I'm like in a solid space and you, if you're to bring like something to me, you know, it's, things are just a lot easier to handle. But if I'm like heightened, you're heightened, we're bringing stuff to each other. Yeah. I'm triggered, you're triggered. Like it's just a recipe. Yeah. You know, it's a lot harder for sure. So what, what do we do there? <laughs> because it, here's the thing. There, there's, there's needs here, right? Um, we both want to be heard. We both want to, want to feel like the other person sees us. Um, we both may even be aware that the trigger is not about them it's just something that you need to process and talk through and it's not you're not trying to put yeah. blame on them but it's still hard i think that's it that's that's exactly it guys is that we i think as humans we like to make everything about us mm-hmm. i mean we live, live in like a me world you know oh, totally. where like we think everything is about us like any interaction anything said any like energy feel is about us and it's yeah. just not true um, I think about the book, is it Anatomy of Peace? Yeah. I think in reading that, that shifted so much for both of us yeah. because it brought me out of myself and not putting myself so much into every scenario and, um, thinking about what, like, I really want it. Like, say like you bring something to me. It's like, okay, like he's not saying I'm an awful person. Yeah. He's not saying he hates me. And what do I really want here? What I really want is you to feel like heard and loved and supported. The last thing like I would want you to feel is like, oh, I can't talk to her. I can't bring something to her. Yeah. I just think about like. I lost the thought that I was going to. There was a part in the book that I was. Trying to trying to remember exactly how it goes, and I just can't seem to remember it exactly. But just just feeling like the way I found works for me is is focusing on on what I want, and focusing less on like me and being right. Yeah, yeah, and being represented right. And I have such a thing about being misrepresented. I do too. And so. Um, just remembering like, you're not here because you hate me or you have all these awful things to say about me. You're here because you love me and we're in this relationship together and we're going the same direction. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do we want to like walk together or like one of us, we keep taking turns dragging each other. Yeah. I would rather like walk side by side. Be on the same. And drag you. Yeah. And honestly, like we're not. Sometimes we're not great at this. Other times we, we, we're pretty good. Yeah, um, totally. There's still times that you like snap at me and 
I can't like share things with you and you get super defensive. Yeah. And I do the same. I mean, like that right, fairly regularly. I get, when you say there's still times, I feel like, like I, I want to make it clear, like this is, these are things that we're working on. Yeah. Even still, like we've been through a lot. We've learned a lot. We, we know the theory of how to deal with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And talking about it and it is very, very different to it being in practice when you're in the middle of that trigger, mm-hmm. feeling like so much emotion, whether that's rage or like like sadness or depression or fear. And the other person is feeling the same or just as emotional as you are. It's so freaking hard to step out of that and um and one of us kind of put our stuff on our shelf for a little bit and be like okay i'm gonna hear you right now i think it's most effective for us or at least for me like taking space taking time and not trying to force the other person like me not trying to force you to see me in that moment. Like, no, yeah. you will see me right now. Mm-hmm. You will hear me. You will like, and, and you can hear the tone of my voice there. Like that's how it's, that's how that's it comes totally, across. Yeah. Like you are going to hear me. Which like also like, it's a good notice that like, you've never been like that. You've always like avoided saying anything, avoided having these conversations. Like the first Eight years. Eight years of our marriage. Yeah. So, like, there are times where it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, he's having, like, a voice. But also, like, I don't like that voice. It's a little aggressive. <laughs> I'm not used to this. <laughs> well, I think there's also... So, there's a balance there, for sure. To, yeah. There's something to say about the pendulum effect as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's like, a whole nother podcast, a whole, right? That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> like, going so far the other direction. Yeah. Like, I haven't had a voice and. I haven't used my voice and now I'm using it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to use my voice. Like she is going to hear she's me. She's going to hear me. And if I use my voice, she's going to listen. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work like that. So I get no. it. Yeah. Because this girl's way too boundary to be yelled at. No. So <laughs> what I found, what I need in those times is taking time, calling a friend and being like, this is what's going on right now. This is what I'm feeling. And I'm going to kill her. So I'm going to kill her. She's the worst. <laughs> she hates me. Like all, the, just have a friend who I know and trust. I, I, it has to be a specific kind of friend for yeah. me. Like I've had friends that I do this with. And when I, I, I don't, I don't present you in the best light. In those moments. Yeah. Neither of us do. And it's important for me that I only share those things with friends who aren't going to look at you different. Who, yeah. That I totally the, feel the, the same the way. The next time they see you, they're not thinking like, oh yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. She's she's kind of pretty angry and she doesn't listen to her husband and she's like. Yeah. You know, like that's not the at real the end version. of the day, this friend still loves you yeah. and still loves me. That's just as important to know they're here for both of us. And I feel the same way. I'm very intentional with who I reach out to for that same reason. Like I need to know that like couples go through this kind of stuff 
It's just natural. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they don't let their stuff get in the way of yeah. what I'm sharing with them. Yeah. And a friend who doesn't bandwagon with you. Yeah, nobody wants that. Because it triggers their own yeah. stuff with their own I mean, you do want that when you're in um, it, yeah. but you don't, you, you don't want it that. Do, it, it's not effective. <laughs> it doesn't help. No, you don't want to be stuck and just have them echo chamber. Yeah. The whole like, situation. Oh yeah, she's the worst. Oh, I hate it when my wife does that. Yeah. Like, that doesn't help me. I, I want someone who's going to validate what I'm feeling, not the story. Like call me out on the story. Right. Challenge the story, but validate the emotion. Right. And that's, it is really, really hard to find that. I've been able to find that through, um, through trauma groups that I've been in, through recovery, addiction recovery yeah. groups that I've been in, find certain people that way through friends from rehab, through, um, my, now through my mastermind that I'm in with yeah. like like-minded people who are like emotionally aware and that kind of thing. Right. Um, You've been very blessed with a lot I, of. I, ha I have a lot of amazing groups, friends, and friends. Yeah. Um, but like for me, that's that's what's most effective because I then get to be heard. I I get that need met of being heard and being seen. It's not by her in that moment, right? And sometimes, like I want it to be her. Like I don't I don't want it to be anyone else. I want it to be her. Mm -hmm. but that's just not going to happen. And I've got to let that go. I've got to just get that need met a different way and, and accepting and then like come back. Maybe it could happen later. Right. Right. Maybe now is just not a good time. Right. So, but huge recommendation to read anatomy of peace. Yeah. Freaking amazing book. Yeah. I feel like that shifted our relationship so much and I can't count how many self-help therapy type books we've read. And that one, I feel like, I just love. You still haven't even read it. But it was like. I read it over your shoulder <laughs> while you were reading it. <laughs> writing it. Reading it. Gosh. Yeah, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> but that changed a lot for us. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I want to read it again. That was yeah. only like six months ago I read it. And I feel like it would be helpful. Yeah. I, w I will say as well. If. um it hasn't just been like just friends from like my mastermind, like having Jeremy as a coach mm. has been really beneficial as well. For sure. Like having someone who I know is kind of in my corner. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope he is. I'm paying him. <laughs> <laughs> but He's in your corner. Like I know will challenge me. Like totally. every time I've gone to him to complain about you, He's basically shown me how this is really about me. Yeah. And that has been really beneficial. Yeah. Um, and something you've appreciated that I'm coming back with that perspective instead of well, like more stuck in. Honestly, I think for me, I have felt the difference between when you've reached out to friends who love me no matter what mm -hmm. and friends who don't. Yeah. I have felt that difference. And it might not be very, it might not even be a conscious thing, but it's there. Yeah. And I notice, yeah. you know, and so I do notice, um, you know, like 
I've ju- experienced that as well. Yeah, you have. You have experienced that with yeah. with my with people I've reached out with. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I I appreciate more when you reach out to like Jeremy because I know at the end of the day Jeremy still loves me. Yeah. And Jeremy's in my corner just as much as he is yours. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I had another thought on that, and it just totally left my mind. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a friend, coaches are freaking awesome too. Yeah. They help. <sighs> All right. So let's call it. I yeah, I guess that's it. Um, there's there's so many more things to say about triggers. Like oh, we could talk. From the <laughs> we could talk hours about triggers for sure, but um, but yeah. That, I think that's good for today. Catch you guys next time. Bye.